Hello there, Normanites. I'm Zach Logsdon, and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about Norman, Oklahoma. As I record these words, we are in the midst of an international pandemic. Schools and businesses are closed, gatherings of more than a few people are restricted, and we're under a stay-at-home order, all aimed at curbing the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Inevitably, during times like this, many of us, including myself, feel helpless. Healthcare workers and law enforcement are on the front lines keeping us safe, and many people are risking their health by continuing to ensure that we have access to the essentials like food, gas, and medicine, while many of us sit at home wishing there were something we could do to help. Some people are sewing masks from their homes, some businesses have converted to manufacturing medical supplies or hand sanitizer. But me? Well, I work in marketing. I can create marketing campaigns, design logos or websites, I can produce videos. But in situations like this, I feel pretty helpless. So, I decided to start a podcast about our community and the people in it. This podcast is about them, their stories, their challenges, and what they're going through during this time. My hope is that while we're all social distancing and feeling so far apart, this podcast might help everyone feel a little bit more united and understand that we're not alone and we'll get through this together. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am Norman. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Uh, Very thrilled about who we have on the show today. Uh, His name is Bob Thompson. You may know him a little bit better as Midway Bob. He's the owner of Midway Deli, uh, a a Norman institution, right, uh, tucked back in in, uh, a neighborhood uh, near downtown. I'm sure you've all been there, and you all know Midway Deli very well, and Bob Thompson, the owner. Bob, thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you, Zach. It's uh, my honor to be invited to sit and talk with you. Start by telling everybody, I, I mean, they, a lot of people may know this already, uh, your history with Norman, but for those that don't, talk about uh, how long you've been here, um, talk about your family, and, and really what, what it is about Norman uh, that, that makes it so special to you. Sure, sure. My history with Norman goes back uh, a little further than than the time that I've lived here, actually. My parents were both from Oklahoma, and so I have an uncle who uh, I went to work for when I was a teenager, and eventually um, I moved here from Minnesota to go to work for him permanently. His name was Lee Martin, and he was a prominent businessman and involved in politics at the time, local politics, um, and one of our community leaders. So he sort of set the framework for my involvement in our community. And um, I worked for him for several years and eventually bought uh, one of the stores that was part of his operation, and that was uh, Midway Grocery. I bought that in 1985, and uh, that's been my business career ever since. I was about 28 when I bought it. What well, what was it about Norman that that made you fall in love with it? You moved down here and obviously you know, never left. What uh, 
besides, you know, you, you bought a business here, but something made you obviously want to stick around and, and plant your roots here. What was it about Norman you love so much? Well, the first thing I loved was uh, if you've ever if you've ever spent a winter in Minnesota, you know what I <laughs> fell in love with about Norman. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I had spent a lot of brutally cold winters, and man, these winters seemed like you could do them standing on your head. Yeah. So <clears throat> I really liked the weather, but uh, one of the things that that appealed to me the most about Norman was when I moved here. I really felt like I was moving sort of back to my family's home city. Um, my my mom and dad, my, my dad had been stationed here in the Navy back in the Second World War. You know, he'd been stationed out of uh, North Base, I had a, or South Base, I'm sorry. And I had a sister that was born at the hospital on South Base. And so we have a long family history with Norman. Um, but when I got here, one of the things I didn't know that I was going to really enjoy was the really the the sense of community that Norman has. It's it's a it's a small town. It was a lot smaller then than it is now. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that it's over the years it's uh, managed to hang on to its small town feel. Absolutely, that's uh, that's what so many of us love about it is is it's big enough. But uh, but not too big. Um, I, I, I want to talk about Midway Deli. You said you bought it. I think you said in 1985 uh, at 28 years of age. Um, so that answers that question. Talk about it though. The the the, the evolution. It wasn't it wasn't always uh, the sandwich shop that it is today. Um, so talk about what it was then and what it is now, and, and kind of what what uh, the the thought behind the evolution uh that, that brought it to, to where you are now of course yeah it was uh when i bought it it was a grocery store and meat market and uh probably not the wisest uh business choice anybody ever made <laughs> the store was really on its last leg um uh, and had one employee thank goodness i had that one employee uh, bill ashley who um just phenomenally, Bill had been working there since 1955, and he decided to stay on with me and sort of teach me how to run a neighborhood grocery store and meat market. And so my my intention was to just carry on with the neighborhood store, and I learned how to butcher, and uh, we developed quite a clientele. We developed it in the same method that the previous owners had run it. And unfortunately for me, um, the times were changing and I kind of didn't notice that. So I tried (laughs) to run a 1950s style (laughs) grocery store in, uh, in the eighties and nineties. And, uh, and, and we had quite some success actually. We, we had a very good successful, uh, customer acquisition, acquisition. I'm sorry. Uh, plan, and that was to have a charge account for each of our customers. When I bought the Midway, it had probably a dozen, what I would call um, pillar customers, mm-hmm. 
they came along with the store practically. They had had charge accounts there since the early days, and they would pay their bill once a month. And uh, that was a great way to actually have uh, customers who were return customers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so we grew very well that way um, for a long time. And what that uh, what that did though was it it caused me a great deal of cash flow problem because I was essentially loaning a month's worth of groceries to each new customer. Yeah, and uh, not very good idea for somebody that was undercapitalized to begin with. <laughs> uh, my my whole capital going into this uh, business was six hundred dollars. Oh wow! And um, so it was, I, I had pretty much, I had a, a naive lemonade stand idea about what business involved. And um, it took me about 15 years of uh, education to realize that uh, it was a little bit more complicated than all of that. Right. So when did you make the transition uh, over to, to what, what you are today? Well, in... Um, 1998, I met this beautiful woman, and we decided to get married and have a family, and so I had to really come to terms with the fact that I was living uh, living on next to nothing uh, (laughs) out of the store, (laughs) and that was okay for a bachelor, but not very good for a family man, so uh, we had to do something that was going to be more successful than what the store had been. And um, so she and I, her name is Marita, and she was a Norman girl, raised on the east side of Norman. Uh-huh. And uh, she's a a nurse for Dr. Duncan, a local dermatologist, but she's also a fantastic cook. She's, she's really one of those people that's good at almost everything that they try. And so we had the idea that if we were going to, if we were going to do food out of the store, if we were going to serve food out of the store, we, we really wanted it to be something that was unique in Norman. Um, back then it just seemed like there was a lot of sameness in the restaurants in our town. And so we wanted to develop something that was, uh, sort of the quiet idea behind it was, that it was food you weren't going to run into somewhere else in town. Yeah. So and so we so we began that we switched directions and began that road. So that was in 1998, and um, we're you know we're 22 years later. Uh, Nor- uh, Midway Deli is is a in, as I mentioned at the outset an institution. Um, Normanites talk about Midway Deli like it's you know. Like it's church almost. It, the, you know the the love and the passion they have um, for what you've created is is truly impressive. Why do you feel like there? Why do you feel like Normanites have have such a connection uh, to Midway Deli? Well, you know, um, I I think that uh, personally, I would take that back to. Um, the lessons that I learned from my grandfather when I worked for him way back when I was a teenager 
My grandfather was Abe Martin, and he and my uncle, among other things, ran a gas station. And and uh, I would sit on the I would sit on the stoop at the gas station with my grandfather, and we would pump gas from six o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock in the evening. And he knew every customer by name. And as they'd drive up, he'd tell me, this is, this is Mr. So-and-so, this is Mrs. So-and-so. And mm-hmm. he'd tell me a little bit about him as they pulled up. And he expected me to go greet him by their name and then provide the service that they wanted, you know, fill it up and check the oil and check the tires. And so he taught me the of course, I didn't realize I was being taught, but <laughs> he taught me to <laughs> he taught me to to approach my business life that way yep. with the with the customer really at the center point of what I was trying to do. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I never unlearned that. Well, it's, some things never change, people. Uh, you appreciate good customer service then, and they they certainly appreciate it now. And you have some some very loyal and very uh, well known uh, customers that uh, people <laughs> people can see. Yeah. And, I, and I saw that uh, uh, you know Barry Switzer, who who I affectionately refer to as the King, both uh, posted a video the other day that you shared on 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 social media. The, you know, telling everybody people telling everybody to stay at home. Uh, and, and so he can get back out to Midway Deli. Uh, what's it like having having somebody uh, uh, of that level of importance in, in Norman uh, be such an advocate uh, of your of your establishment? Oh man, what a treat! What a treat! <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when when Barry and Becky first started coming in the store, it was uh, you know it was <laughs> very intimidating. It was a uh, there was a lot of a lot of moments of awe for me because I had uh, having parents from Oklahoma. There was one football game we watched for sure every year, and that was OU Nebraska. Oh yeah, at uh, Thanksgiving, and so you know I had grown up watching Barry Switzer on the sidelines, and all of a sudden he was front and center in my life. So that was pretty cool, but it was also very intimidating. And he is a coach. He is, uh, if if nothing else, he's a coach, you know, so he always had ideas for me, (laughs) things that he thought I should consider, things that that he thought I should do better. But, you know, I never doubted that he wanted that for my sake. Yeah. That was, and and I, I think that rings true today. One one of the finest people I've ever met, and and obviously you know, growing up in Oklahoma, uh, I idolized uh, Coach Switzer. And uh, honestly, one of my life highlights took place uh, in Midway Deli uh, with Coach. I I had just I had written a book. I wrote a book a couple of years ago. Uh, we contained a bunch of uh, sports stories, and 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 Coach connected me with. Uh, some some people um, to talk to for the book, and and then obviously gave him a copy as a thank you, and came into Midway Deli one day, and and he uh, he he had known of me, he had met me a few times, but this time he he recognized me immediately, and he said, "Hey Zach," and you know he's he's sitting there with uh, holding court with his whole group, uh, whole gang, and 
recognized me and asked me about my book and all this right right there and I, and I was with a buddy of mine that I had grown up with uh, so I looked I looked really important and I felt like uh, I was uh, the luckiest man alive to have been recognized by a a, a childhood cool? idol like that uh, <laughs> and uh, so l- l- love him and, and love coming into the deli and getting to see him I, I uh, you know past few yeah. weeks haven't haven't gotten to to come into Midway Deli um, this pandemic has thrown a wrench into all of our lives and and your operations obviously from from day to day traffic to your concert nights that you that you hold um talk about what you've what you've done to adjust uh your your business and and what you're doing to try to weather this storm we're currently uh in yeah well our, our my first adjustment was an emotional or a psychological adjustment to the fact that this was um uh, this went from being a small thing to us having a notice, uh, you know, 48-hour notification that we were going to be uh, possibly shut down completely. And um, I just had to recognize that that was, not only was it an existential threat to the business, it was such a such an enormous situation that there was actually no answer to the question. Mm-hmm. So... Um, actually, that was quite liberating for the first week or ten days. The fact that uh, the fact that nobody's going to think of what solves this right off the bat uh, gave me the opportunity to just sort of stay calm mm-hmm. and and um, in golf, you know, you you do your best to take the shot that's available. Yeah. So that was uh, my first adjustment was just to try to stay calm, try not to worry about. Uh, whether or not we were going to survive and just sort of take each day. Um, and then we have a saying, I have a saying when I'm training somebody, uh, there's a couple of weeks that, that people work for us where it's really fairly awkward being trained because you don't really know all of the things that you should be doing. And sometimes you feel like uh, the third wheel, you know, and just, um, so what I tell those people is do what you know to do, do what you know how to do, and then you'll learn the rest as you go. And and so I took kind of that same approach that we just tried to do the things that we knew how to do. We already knew how to uh, do a takeout business. And um, at the same time, we didn't know how to construct our jobs around takeout being our only thing that we did. And so we just tried to reinvent the tasks that were uh, coming in front of us um, to to try to establish some continuity for the employees, some uh, job descriptions, and we all work together as a staff. Um, that takes a really committed and mature staff too. So talk and uh, I'm very very blessed to have them. So talk about you know uh, some restaurants locally have have, have completely you know have chosen to come close down completely wait wait out the storm. I actually read that that some of them are, are starting that those that have closed down are starting back some curbside service to go service uh, here in the in the next few weeks or coming days. What uh, what was behind the decision not only to stay open and offer the to go and curbside versus just kind of shutting down and waiting waiting it out. Uh, you not only did that, you, you also introduced uh, a new men- menu option 
or two. I have not yet tried the blueberry biscuits, but I've seen the photos online and they look amazing. So talk, talk about, <laughs> I mean, you kind of, you kind of did, you, you said you, you do what you know how to do. And, and maybe that's the answer to the question, but talk through, I guess, why you decided, uh, to, to, to go the route you did. Well, yeah. Um, I, I actually, for a couple of days, I was uh, concerned that we were actually going to be required to shut down. And so, um, when the city, uh, actually came out with the list of, of, uh, essential businesses and we fit into it, uh, it just, it just looked to me like we had the opportunity to keep going and, um, I knew that we wouldn't be able to operate with any sort of profitability, but um, I wanted to keep my I, I wanted to keep my staff employed, mm-hmm. which which sounds sort of uh, like what a great guy. But the <laughs> truth is, you also want to. He also you have a, a very good staff, mm-hmm. and um, I've learned over the years, and I've been in business for enough years to know that you don't get good people by going to the um, local employee store and right. take a few off the shelf right they are hard to find and um and you know so and and they're pretty precious once you have them. so um my main concern was not just to keep them employed but also to keep them in my orbit yeah so that when we get the opportunity to restart um we actually have people that know what to do and, um, you know, what I hadn't realized is uh, now I know that we'll have people who don't just know what to do, but they will have been through a certain amount of trauma with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're going to have a much better understanding of their relationship to the business and, and vice versa. I so, um, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was going to ask. So I was going to say that 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 primarily. I was going to ask about these blueberry Sorry, biscuits. Where 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 did those come from? Because that's that <laughs> hasn't been on the me, the menu, and I'm a little upset that it hasn't been. Because they, like I said, they look phenomenal. Uh-huh. Where 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 did that come from? <laughs> well, you know, uh, this is a great story about Sarah. Sarah Tonhoff is uh, a woman who worked for me back, I think, in 2000. 2014. Um, she was going to school at the university and she graduated. Uh, she eventually went full time and she quit working for me, I think, in 2014. Um, and she went back to school full time. She graduated with a degree in business and just last year decided to come back. Uh, I was able to talk her into coming back and working for me in a real key position. And I'm so lucky to have her um, working for me. And uh, she just stumbled across this recipe. Again, we were, you know, we're trying to survive. And the lunch times are sometimes very busy. And then sometimes the days are not busy at all. So there's a lot of time on people's minds and a lot of time on people's hands. So uh, she had she had stumbled across a great recipe and she made some biscuits for us and um we did what we always do we put them out in front of the people that were coming gave them some samples and they were so well received it was just phenomenal 
And it's just been a very organic thing that uh, once we sold one, we had people coming back wanting half a dozen, wanting a dozen. <laughs> uh, so now, <laughs> in fact, last last week we we practically had a, uh, a muffins or a biscuits only week. For I think we we must have made uh, 150, 200 biscuits last week. Um, when you're making them all by hand from scratch, that's a lot of time. Yeah. But um, but but we're having fun with that, and that's been a great success. It's just a really um, unexpected success yep. that's come out of this little weirdness. The, the, um, the, the best ideas happen by accident, it seems like, and, and that's a perfect example of it. Um, you, you, you mentioned yeah, yeah. the 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 um, you know how well it was received by by the, you know those biscuits were received by your patrons and and you've uh, posted online about the outpouring of support you've received from from the Norman community. To talk a little about that, what what do you mean by that? Or is is it purely a a uh, just the number of people that are coming you know continuing to to support you with with orders or or what all what all goes into that? Oh my gosh, it's that that's been one of the best um uh, experiences of my lifetime. Um, we've had we've had support in just about any way you can imagine. Um the very first thing that happened was that Armstrong Bank um just put us to work making uh box lunches for their employees. Um Several times we fed the entire staff. We did a lot of their. They they got caught in the middle of all of this, trying to do a, yeah. a transition in their in their merger between um, Republic Bank and Armstrong Bank. So they were in a very tough spot. Right. Uh, they had a lot of training that was going on, and they hired us to do all of the um, food for all of their training. They just, um, you know, Chuck Thompson just put us to work which was fantastic because those would have been some pretty quiet days mm-hmm. um, in at the outset. So that's, that's terrific support. And then we've had people, um, we've had one customer come in and uh, buy a $500 gift card just to make sure that we had some, some more uh, revenue. You know, we've, we've had people come in and leave our employees, uh, Fifty and hundred dollar tips. Wow. Um, it's just, you know, pretty humbling. No, that's awesome. That's and that's, well, you know, we talk about the the how great Norman is. That that's the, the perfect example of, of the people here and what they do. Um, you know, a, a, just a, another example of that. I, I, I received word uh, moments before you and I started recording that that uh, five people that had, had uh, listened to the episode of this podcast uh, where I interviewed Autumn McMahon, who I know you know, uh, you know the the oh, yeah. fam- family for a long time. But uh, she was on and she was talking about the needs of the Mary Abbott Children's House, and, and five people have have donated to the house uh, just from from hearing that episode. Um, so uh, it, it just it's a testament wow, to, to the place we live and, and again, what makes Norman so great is the people and, and we you know second to none for sure. Um, so what do you have planned for for after this is over? when this stay at home order uh, has been lifted, uh, do you anticipate a flood of customers or do you think it will take some time for people to feel safe getting back out to their favorite spots? 
Oh yeah, I think I think that this is a, this is a fairly probably going to be a little bit of a protracted recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, while we have a little bit of controversy between the people who are skeptical about this and people who are um, uh, true believers that this is a threat, um, I think that everybody be- recognizes that there is um, that there is an actual health. Uh, an actual threat to health mm-hmm. and and has taken uh, I think everybody has taken some precautions and learned to think a little bit more cautiously and so I think that some of our normal patterns are going to be probably at least suspended if not permanently changed and so I, I think that the recovery will be uh, gradual um, but I think that we you know, we're anticipating that we'll have maybe instead of having, uh, 35 or 40 people in the store at one time, we'll probably make sure that we only have, you know, maybe six or eight tables available and only 10 or 15 people at a time. Yeah. Um, and, and I expect that uh, at that point, we probably won't have people waiting outside to get in. I think that the public is probably going to be very uh, reticent to just charge back into those close proximities right, um, right away. Yep. Um, I, I think that that'll stay with us for quite a while. Yep. Let's talk about um, college football season for a little bit. Um, it, it, there's, I read something, you know, I, I, I make my living in, in, in sports marketing, so uh, I, I stay up to date as much as I can on the on collegiate athletics as a whole, specifically college football, because so much rests on on college football. I mean, you know, whether whether it will happen, when it will happen, um, there's there's talk of it being postponed, and some reports have have you know said it might start as late as next spring, so we could potentially have a a spring 2021 football season as well as a fall 2021 football season. You've been around a long time, um, and you, you said that uh, you, you purchased Midway uh, in 85 when, when OU won a, a national championship, and you've, you've seen a lot of success over the years, and the, the way Norman relies on, uh, you know, Sooner football on, on autumn Saturdays, what, talk about the impact on Norman as a whole to not have football being played on fall Saturdays this year. If, if that in fact happens. Oh yeah. You know, I think that would be, uh, that would be really sad. Um, I think that it's a real possibility and, um, you know, on the one hand you have the perspective that it's, uh, that it's just a football game. And so, you know, this is a, a world event. And so we understand the uh the proportionate perspective but for for norman itself it's a it's an incredible part of our culture a big part of our community culture and and so for it not to be there is going to be um it's going to have a huge impact if it's not there in the fall Uh, of course it'll have a huge financial impact um, but i think that at that point it'll have it'll be perceived more as a continuation of the financial impact instead of it having its own particular impact. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, by the time they make that decision, if they decide not to be, um, if they decide not to have football in the fall, that will just be 
sort of the continuation of the current situation. Um, uh, I hope that that doesn't happen, you know, but can you yeah. do you think that's that's revenue you can you know business businesses around here make up i mean is it something where when football if it does start let's say february uh of 2021 does that revenue you think everybody picks you know is able able to recover all of that or is it is it lost revenue for good in in some respects well yeah you know my experience now of course my experience in business has been on a very micro level. So um, there, you may have plenty of viewers or listeners who um, who are better at economics than I am. <laughs> but um, in my in my experience, lost revenue is truly lost revenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there there is a there's a time factor to that, and we usually live in in um, in the restaurant business. We're in. Uh, probably no more than a 30-day cycle, and if you uh, if you've missed something by more than two cycles, uh, you've probably incurred enough costs that you won't recover those costs um, in the near term. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I so. know I know we're all all hoping for the best uh, for for all of Norman uh, and for and for for you specifically. Um, I, I, you know, we've talked a lot about Norman. We've talked about uh, Midway Deli quite a bit. I, I want to ask you a few quick hit questions about Bob Thompson here uh, before we close things out. Uh, obviously, your, your your favorite spot to grab a bite to eat in, in Norman is is your own your own place. But uh, uh, I want to hear from a food connoisseur like yourself uh, it, you, when things do finally open back up and you can and you can visit another one of your favorite establishments. Uh, where do you like to go and what do you like to get? Oh well, you know, uh, being a foodie, and of course, not being able to get away very often, we're quite often eating <laughs> our own food. But uh, <laughs> you know, we the the first thing we missed was Juan's El Fuego. Oh yeah, we yeah. just we love Juan's, and um, he had to uh, close his doors for a while. I heard yesterday that he was opening back up, maybe as uh, recently as today. Um, so we're we're happy about that. We like Pepe Delgado's, and mm-hmm. um, we like the garage for a really good hamburger. And okay. um, we we've missed all of those. Um, uh, mostly, what we're going to miss, uh, what we're going to look forward to getting back to, is uh, walking into one of those places and seeing half a dozen people we know. Yeah, that's uh, that that's probably the part of our lives that we miss the most right now is that uh you know norman being a small town place one of the nice things about norman is that you can walk into just about any any establishment and run into somebody that you know and uh there's not a lot of that going on right now so we all miss each other so talk about an either an individual or a group of people that you'd like to give a shout out to uh right now for going above and beyond during this super challenging time we're we're fighting through well, you know, I, um, of course, our first responders, we have, we have a friend who's a firefighter, Jason Rogers. And um, those, those folks encounter so much, uh, so much of what we don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's, easy to, it's easy to forget that uh, the first responders, both in terms of the healthcare industry and um, and public safety, um, they they 
they really uh, pick up a lot of stuff that we don't have to cope with ourselves in our personal life. And so uh, not only are they out there working all the time, they're out there putting themselves in pretty stressful situations. And so, you know, you, you like to, you like to appreciate them every chance you get. Absolutely. Yep. I, I agree hundred percent. Um, well, my last question before, well, I got two, two, two more questions, but, uh, this this next one might be uh, might be a repeat of something you've already said, but I I, I I like this question because I like ending things on a positive note. When when things are um, there's so much worry and concern in the world and, and and opportunities to be negative. Tell me one thing that you're thankful for right now. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to edit your question. I've got to have at least okay sure <laughs> because, absolutely uh, because i am so i'm i'm so thankful for my uh for my crew that they have uh, also put themselves sort of in a um, sort of in a threatening situation mm-hmm. and they've kept their cool and they've they've uh, really they've really stepped up big yeah um but I'm also thankful for the kind of town that we have. Um, you know, early on, what I liked about Norman when I when I had my business, one of the things I really appreciated when I was first in business was that um, you, you get a certain embrace from the community, and, and you get it through probably what I, what I call the quiet few. Um, you mentioned Barry Switzer, which is you know, I mean that's that's incredible, but there's probably over the years there's probably um you know maybe 50 people who are have been the the quiet supporters that that uh helped me out when i needed help and propped me up when i needed propping and you know smacked me down when i needed that um but um you know norman norman uh, provide has provided us with a great embrace and i'm i'm really thankful for that we have a a broad range of support in the community in spite of uh, many things that could they could easily reject us for especially my political beliefs you know <laughs> but um <laughs> but but norman's not like that i mean that they they have at least in my experience they have been uh it's been a community that's very willing to accept people that are a little bit outside of the the norms and um that's you know that's that's how we'll survive we'll 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 survive because um it's a community that uh um that will embrace us and um and i think that our community will survive um because i think we'll recognize i hope that we'll recognize through all of this that uh we have these connections to each other that we might not have been as conscious of. Yeah. Um, the the incredible thing to me about the virus is the uh, the infinity of the connections that it represents. That you're connected to people all over the world, and you're connected to people all over your community. That if if somebody in your community is not well. You're not well. Yeah. Uh, we're not usually we're not used to thinking about things in quite that uh, connected a way. So, um, 
I think this is a community that's willing to be the strength for people who are weak. And um, I think that that's going to keep us intact as a community going through this. Yeah. Agree. Agree. That, that's um, Don't talk uh, too much. <laughs> not, not at all. That's good stuff. And, and uh, uh, appreciate that insight and you're, you're hundred percent right. I think if, if this, as you mentioned, uh, just to, just to reiterate, if there's one thing, um, this has done, it, it's, it's shown us that, that we're all, we're all the same, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't obey borders and it doesn't know, you know, it doesn't care what color you are or what, uh, religion you are. It's, it's affecting everyone. And it's, um, uh, you, you hate for something like this to happen, but you look for silver linings or, or some benefits and, and you're able to find those in how, how it does bring people together and, and make people feel, uh, connected. So I, I, uh, completely agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that, uh, I think that it's going to help us recognize that we're, uh, that we're connected in our strengths and our weaknesses so that, um, if you're feeling strong and I, and this, this goes to this kinds of, uh, things that we talked about earlier. If you're feeling strong, you help people that are obviously not. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep. Absolutely. We're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that. And, uh, and I, uh, on that on that note, I want uh, you you know, throw out there uh, the the way people can contact uh, contact Midway, place an order, follow you on whatever social media platforms they can um, to to not only support Midway Deli but also to have an amazing either blueberry biscuit or my favorite a ranchero <laughs> a, a grilled ranchero wrap which I which I've been missing. Grilled ranchero and a red yep. wrap. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So 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 tell everybody how um, they can uh, reach out. You know, how they can contact you, uh, find your menu, your website, whatever, whatever you want to plug there. Oh man, we're really excited about uh, one of the things that this uh, situation has caused us to do is really uh, knuckle down and uh, use the resources that maybe we haven't uh, utilized to this point. So we we've always had a website, but we haven't done much with it. And within uh, within a week, we expect to. Uh, be online with uh, um, e-commerce on our website. Great. Um, we're working on actually we're working on a Midway app. Oh, is that right? Very it cool. Should be live. It should should be live within a week or ten days, and and uh, the plan is for people to be able to have the Midway app on their phone through the uh, Apple Store, and. Um, in that way, they'll be able to order either from their phone or they'll be able to go to our our uh, website, which is midwaydeli.com. Uh, we'll also have a link on Facebook and on Google Play. Okay. And you'll be order, be able to order from any of those platforms as well. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, hopefully launch, boldly launch ourselves into the 21st century. Well, only a few years behind. <laughs> well, in in the meantime, if they want to, if they want to call and place an order, what's your number? In the meantime, they can call us at four zero five three two one seven zero zero four. Very good for history buffs. That that used to be our phone number way back in the day. It used to be four, <laughs> and now it's uh, a. <laughs> It's migrated to become seven zero zero four. That's hilarious. I love it. 
Bob, that that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that 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 is that's hilarious. Bob, thanks so much. For, we will do. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just wanted to add. We'll we'll do uh, it, when you call. We will give you the option to either come and pick it up and pay as you pick it up, or if you prefer to stay in your car, we'll do curb service. You just give us your credit card information over the phone, and we'll process it and bring the uh, food to your car. That's perfect. Uh, Bob Thompson, everyone from Midway Deli. Again, like I said, I, I highly recommend the Ranchero or, or virtually anything. They have they have some they have cookies that are amazing, potato salad that is the best I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, one more time, a plug for those blueberry biscuits, which I haven't tried, but they look amazing. Uh, if uh, you might be the only person in town that hasn't tried, <laughs> I might be. I might be. I gotta have to get out there to do it. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast and being so giving of your time. Zach, thank you uh, very much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to share the time with you. To all our listeners, thanks again for listening to another episode. If you'd like to follow us, you can do so on Twitter or uh, or Instagram at I am Norman Pod. Please uh, like, rate, review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Spotify. And please share us on all your social media platforms to get the good word out about the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And stay tuned for many more episodes to come. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, Corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose the Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com.